0: What is going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. Today's episode is going to be a Q&A from a lot of questions that I've been receiving on TikTok lately. Yes, I do have TikTok. It has slowly become one of my favorite places. To post content. So if you do have a TikTok, go and search Lost and Lifting. You'll find me on there. I post like three to five times a day, just helpful little nuggets to be able to help you with different things. I get a lot of questions. So I answer them through the post, just explaining little things for tips to help clear things up for you guys. Um, that way too. So if you like short form type of content and just not the podcast, obviously when it comes to nutrition and fitness tips, advice, help, education, basically, go over and follow the TikTok if you would like to. It's been doing really well lately, and I I have a good time over there, except at the moment, there's this weird thing going on in the country where they're talking about banning TikTok because I think that it was the company is owned by somebody from China or something, and everything going on in the world is interesting time, right? So hopefully that app does not get banned. We'll see if it does or not. But anyway, we're going to hop into a few questions today. As always, I appreciate you guys for asking questions. These aren't going to be any questions from Instagram or anything that I've been emailed. These are just going to be questions that have come through all of my posts over there. So without further ado, let's just hop in. Question number one is how much cardio versus lifting should I do each week? This is a very good question because a lot of people I find do far more cardio than weights and wonder why they're having a hard time losing weight because their sole focus is on cardio. And if you guys listen to this podcast, hopefully you know by now that if your goal is fat loss, the most efficient type of exercise that you can do to create fat loss and look your best at the end of your fat loss phase is to strength train. So I will always, always suggest having a priority on strength training. Now, that doesn't mean that cardio – is bad or that you shouldn't do any of it. Cardio is great to burn extra calories, to make in a calorie deficit easier. It's great for your heart. And for a lot of people, it's great for their mental state to go out for runs and do things like that. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't do cardio or that cardio is bad. I feel like I get, um, I feel like people have the misconception of that when I say you should focus on weights. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do cardio. All I'm saying that a solid ratio to follow is, and I have a lot of my own clients follow this ratio. It's a ratio that I follow myself. I find that it's best for recovery. It's best, um, to make sure all of your strength training sessions, are you recovered between them so that you can keep progressing throughout them. You're not hindered from your cardio that you're doing. It's not wearing you down to where it's actually affecting your training. And that would be three strength sessions for every one cardio session week Now that doesn't have to be perfect. If you do three strength sessions and two cardio sessions, that would work as well. But typically I like three to one. So that's going to be a little bit different and you're going to just have to fill it out for yourself what you like best. But that's just a good gauge to start by at the moment. I do actually five strength sessions per week with just one cardio session per week. But I also make sure that I hit 8000 steps every single day through my step tracker on my Apple Watch. So that's something that you can do. I highly suggest that. Three to one is usually the best. You could go three to two. You could even go three to three. You could make that work. But again, I just like to make sure the emphasis is on your actual strength training because that's what's going to change your body composition the most in terms of helping you build some muscle in terms of making sure that the weight that you are losing is coming from fat stores because your resistance training is going to make sure that your muscle stays it gives your muscle basically a reason to stay as you lose weight so that the weight lost is coming from fat stores so hopefully that answers your question but typically for most people three strength sessions to one cardio session every week is the best ratio to hold again it can change a little bit but that's just a good guideline to start by. All right, question number two. How do you know if you are truly in a calorie deficit? It's a good question. Really, it's quite simple. How I figure this out is you just take measurements every single week to see if you're making progress. And if you're making progress in terms of losing weight, losing inches, you know you're in a calorie deficit. And a good guideline, if you're just a little bit hungry most of the time, you know you're, you're in a calorie deficit for the most part. So what I do with clients is... We take weigh-ins, daily weigh-ins. Now, for some people, that might sound a little bit scary. Oh, I don't want to take weigh-ins every single day. My weight fluctuates, and it's going to mess with my head, and and then I'm going to want to quit because when I see the scale go up, I get flustered, and it causes anxiety, and I get frustrated. Well, here is the thing you have to understand. Your weight is going to fluctuate on the daily regardless if you're in a calorie deficit or not. Your weight fluctuates. The reason that your weight fluctuates has nothing to do with fat gain or fat loss. Your weight, your weight fluctuates due to how much water you're holding on to from the foods that you're eating, how much sodium you're intaking, if you use the restroom yet or not, how much stress you have, um, a, a million factors, how much glycogen you have in your muscle cells. There's a million different factors that dictate whether how much you weigh on a day-to-day. But what we can do with daily weigh-ins is we can take week one's average compared to week's two average. So what I do with clients is I take all seven of their weigh-ins. I find the average of those seven weigh-ins. Then I take the second week, take all seven of those averages, or all seven of those weigh-ins, take the average, and then I can see where the number's going. If the number's a little bit down, that means the weekly average is down. That means probably in a calorie deficit. So we'll go on to the next week. Do the exact same thing. We'll take week three versus week two versus week one. If that trend's slowly going down, we know that you're in a deficit because you are losing weight over time. Now, that doesn't mean that day-to-day, the number's going up and down just due to all these fluctuate fluctuating factors that play into effect on the daily. But if we spread it out and take averages and look at the the weekly and monthly trends. Well, now we can understand if that trend's going down, we know that the amount of calories that you're eating every single day is sufficient enough to have you in a deficit. If that number is staying very stagnant, it means you're probably not in a deficit. You've heard me talk about as well. Hopefully, um, I covered it in a podcast or an episode just a couple of weeks ago that I like to aim for somewhere between 0.5 to 1% of total body weight lost per week. So I generally like those numbers to be between 0.5 to 1% difference each and every week. And if that's happening, I know the deficit is sufficient and we just keep on going. If that's not happening, I make adjustments. If I'm not, if you're not losing any weight, we might drop calories a little bit or add a little bit of exercise or add a little bit of cardio for a bigger expenditure. If that number is going down too fast, where it's like one and a half to two, even 3% per week, well, now we know that's probably unsustainable and the calorie deficit is probably far too high, which is going to run the hormones into the ground faster. It's not very good for the metabolism. It's not good for your energy levels. It's not good for your hunger levels. It's going to be very hard to sustain that. So then I would look at upping calories to get into that sweet spot of around 0.5 to 1% of weight loss per week. And then you just stay there and stay steady keep taking all of your data each and every week, and then make adjustments as necessary to ensure that you keep progressing. So it really does become that simple. To understand the perfect numbers to start your calorie deficit, I'll be 100% honest with you, you can do any different calculation out there Every calculation is simply a hypothesis, meaning it's just an educated guess. You can always download the macro starter kit for 100% free. It'll help you get you set up for your individualized caloric deficit numbers that you need for your body from all the stats, your activity level, your weight, your height, your gender, all that fun stuff. Um, the macro starter kit is a free resource where I help you get that figured out as well as your protein, how much protein you need for your body, as well as there's a bunch of recipes in there. So there's like 15 high protein, low calorie recipes to make hitting your protein goal and stay within your calorie limit a little bit easier every single day. But hopefully that answers your question. That's how I dictate somebody's calorie deficit to know if they are in a sufficient enough deficit or not. Obviously if you're gaining weight over the, the trend of the weeks, you're in a surplus. If you're maintaining weight, meaning you're staying within a pound or so every single week, you know you're around maintenance. If you're losing around 0.5 to 1% of weight every single week, the average, now you know that you're in a sufficient deficit. And it's just a matter of keep tracking the data, keep measuring the data, seeing what's happening with it, tracking your food intake every single day, and then making adjustments as needed throughout the process. So hopefully this helps. Question number three, do you need a caloric surplus to build muscle? Now this is an interesting question, right? There's, for a long time I thought as well that you had to be in a caloric surplus, meaning that you are eating more calories than your body burns every single day to be able to put on muscle. But as more and more research comes out and the more and more clients that I work with and the more and more that I test this hypothesis on myself as well, I'm really starting to find, and especially it's coming out in the research as well, that you do not have to be in a caloric surplus to be able to put on muscle. You can be in a deficit or you can even be at a maintenance level and put on muscle in a lot of different scenarios. The first scenario being if you're a beginner. So let's say you've never really lifted weights much, Um, you want to get into a calorie deficit, you want to start strength training, you're in a very good position to be able to recomp, meaning you'll be able to lose fat from the calorie deficit and you'll be able to put on muscle from strength training. Reason being is your body is so new to the stimulus of strength training that it's just going to adapt to that strength training, meaning you're going to build some muscle from doing it, regardless if you're in a caloric surplus or not. So you're essentially in the prime position to be able to lose fat, build muscle, recomp to kill two birds with one stone at the same time. The second person that is in the best position to be able to do this is let's say you were injured or you just weren't able to train for quite a long time. Let's say like with COVID, let's say you were out of the gym for quite a long time. You lost a little bit of muscle. Maybe you put on a little bit of fat in the meantime at the same time and you are um, detrained Now you are in the perfect position to be able to put on muscle and lose fat at the same time by putting yourself in a calorie deficit. Reason being is your body is not used to the stimulus of strength training, meaning you're going to adapt quite quickly without having to have the extra energy in your body to build muscle simply because it's a new stimulus once again. So you can go into a deficit as long as you're eating enough protein, you're progressively strength training over time, you're going to be able to recomp, put on muscle as well as lose fat at the same time while being in a calorie deficit. Now, the more experience that you get, keep in mind, both of those scenarios are people that either are beginners or people who haven't been training for quite a long time. And are just getting back into it. So they're essentially beginners again at the moment. Just simply because the body is new to that stimulus. Once the body gets used to that stimulus over time, it gets harder and harder to put on muscle, period. And we know that the... Best situation for the body to be anabolic, to be able to put on muscle is when we are overfeeding the body, meaning we're putting more energy into the body than the body is expending, AKA being in a calorie surplus. So if you want to absolutely maximize as much muscle growth as possible from your training, probably a smart idea to be inside of a caloric surplus because you're putting your body in the best position to be able to grow you're giving it more energy than it needs to sustain itself which puts it in an anabolic state to where you're in the best position to be able to put on muscle now with that said though it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go into a surplus even if you're an intermediate or you're advanced to put on muscle it just means that you have to get more tedious and expect progress to be slower If you're not in a position to where you want to go into a surplus. So if you want to be in a slight deficit or at maintenance, you can still absolutely put on muscle from your strength training. It's just going to be at a much slower rate than if you were to just put yourself into a slight surplus to put yourself in the most anabolic state possible to be able to build muscle. But I work with people all the time who we just put into a slight surplus. I've actually brought on just a couple clients in the last week or so that are females that we're going through this. They've lost a bunch of weight. They haven't really focused a lot on progressive strength training over time. So we are going to essentially put them in just a slight deficit. We are going to introduce strength training, progressive strength training over time to get stronger, to help them build some muscle, to create the defined or tone look that they want. And we're going to put on some muscle while being in a slight deficit. The reason being in their situation is simply just because their body is newer to the stimulus. So I know that we can make pretty good progress pretty quickly if we put the right steps in place to start changing those ladies' body compositions quite quickly due to strength training without having to put them into a caloric surplus. Something else to understand when you do go into a caloric surplus and why a lot of people don't want to go into a caloric surplus to put on muscle is because as you go into a surplus, yes, you're in the best position to be able to put on muscle, but you're also in the best position to be able to put on fat as well. If you go into a surplus, just be aware, you will gain a little bit of fat in the process and that's not a bad thing gaining a little bit of fat every now and again is not a bad thing at all i go into caloric surplus phases every single year for probably about six months out of each year i'm in a caloric surplus to where i'm focusing on building as much muscle as possible but i am definitely putting on a little bit of fat in the process when i am in those periods of my nutrition scheme of my periodization of my my yearly nutrition plan that i set for myself so It just comes down to when you have total control of your body composition and you understand caloric deficits, maintenance phases, caloric surpluses, and the roles of them all... Then you can really start to go out your body composition from a periodization scheme of having deficit phases to where you're focused on fat loss and maybe muscle gain is a little bit at a slower rate. Then you let yourself recover at a maintenance phase for a while to be able to sustain the fat loss that you've had. Then you go into a slight surplus to put your body in the best position possible to be able to put on muscle. Now in that time frame, you are going to put on a little bit of fat in the process, but it's just a part of the process. And now that you understand how to go into a deficit, After you maximize that muscle gaining period where you're in a surplus, you can just come back into a deficit after three, six months or so with a little bit of fat that you've put on, take that fat off and enjoy the more muscle that you've built. So that is the game of bodybuilding, really going through cutting phases, maintaining phases, and then surplus phases, building phases over time. And that's how you'll build your body into, into what you want. And that goes for males and females. Most females will shy away from having surplus phases at any point. That doesn't mean – and with that, what I'm trying to say is it's okay to go into surplus phases. As a female, you should have some surplus phases. It might do you some good to put your body in the most anabolic situation possible to be able to put on some muscle because for most females, you do need some muscle. It is good for you to have some muscle. That doesn't mean you're going to be big and bulky, but it's going to help as you put on some muscle through a surplus over a three to six month period. Well, now as you cut back down and start to lean out, you've given your body the actual ability to put on as much muscle as possible so that as you lose fat, you're going to create that lean, defined, and toned look that you want. That doesn't mean you're gonna be big and bulky or anything like that. If you go into the surplus and you're smart about it, it's just a slight surplus, you'll gain a little bit of fat, sure. But the muscle that you're able to build in that period, too, is gonna to help you look leaner, more defined, more toned, more athletic as you come back down into a Deficit over time. So hopefully this helps. No, you do not have to go into a surplus to put on muscle Is it puts you in the best position to put on muscle when you're in a surplus? Absolutely But you can still put on some muscle in a maintenance or a deficit phase It's just gonna be a lot slower for more advanced people and you'll be able to actually still do it quite quickly If you're more of a newbie to actual strength training All right, and the final question that we're going to answer today How long do you typically recommend to be in a calorie deficit? It's a great question, and it is highly, highly dependent upon the individual. Somebody that has 40, 50, 60 plus pounds to lose, well, they're going to need to be in a deficit for a longer period of time than somebody has 10 to 20 pounds to lose, right? So it's very individual, but that doesn't mean that just because you have more weight to lose, let's say you have... 40 or 50 pounds to lose I wouldn't recommend necessarily staying in a calorie deficit until you've lost all 40 to 50 of those pounds reason being is because we know that the metabolism is adaptive and we know that as when we go into calorie deficit phases that it takes a toll on our training it takes a toll on our energy levels because we're simply not taking in as much energy as we're expending which makes us more tired it takes a toll on our hormones especially our hunger hormones to where we don't feel full as easily and we feel hungry hungry more often and that also we also know that our metabolism is adaptive so the longer we stay in a deficit the more the metabolism will slow down to try to decrease that deficit to stop us losing from weight for long of a time period or to stop us from losing weight too rapidly so you can essentially run your metabolism into the ground if you try to stay into a deficit for too long so this doesn't mean there's a certain amount of time for everybody that is bad to mean a calorie deficit for metabolisms again it's very highly individual dependent upon the person and the biofeedback so i'm going to give you some biofeedback markers to think about instead to understand when it's probably the best time for you to come out of a deficit now first and foremost if you have 10 to 20 pounds to lose you lose that in one deficit period you're good that's as long as you need to be in a calorie deficit right but let's say that you are that person has 30 40 50 60 maybe even more pounds than that to lose what i want you to pay attention to and to understand is that this is going to take calorie deficit periods you literally have to periodize your nutrition, your calorie deficits over the long haul to make sure you're keeping your hormones in check, to make sure you're keeping your metabolism in check, make sure you're keeping your motivation up, make sure your training isn't going into the ground. Just make sure you're keeping yourself healthy as an individual overall and not just solely focused on weight loss. I'm going through an exact situation like this with a client that I have at the moment. It's actually Jen. Jen, if you listen to this, shout out to you. You are crushing your periodization inside of your nutrition. So with her, we started in a deficit. We were in that deficit for around 24 to 30 weeks. She lost about 30 pounds throughout that deficit. And then we knew we were at a point where biofeedback still wasn't bad, but we just knew we were at a point that calories were having to get lower because our metabolism was was adapting and we were slowly dropping calories more and more to keep losing the same amount of weight. So we got to a point where I knew that if we kept dropping calories, um, Hunger levels were going to skyrocket. Stress was going to go up. Her, um, She just wasn't going to feel as well overall. Her motivation was probably going to drop, and it's going to be harder and harder to keep making progress. So we literally stopped at a standpoint and reversed her calories back up to a maintenance level of calories for, it was close to like an 8 to 12-week period to where we just simply raise calories through a reverse diet to where we were slowly adding calories every single week, trying to push her maintenance as high as possible because we knew we were going to go back into another deficit. So it's basically a recovery period to where we were letting her hormones subside or her hunger levels subside so that they weren't as drastic. We were letting her metabolism come back. We were giving her a mental break and let her focusing on her training because she had just lost 30 pounds. We had to recover her metabolism from that. Didn't mean she was done at 30 pounds. She has more weight that she wants to lose. So so from there, now we have just started another deficit as hunger levels got better, as her energy levels got better, her motivation got better, her metabolism was going at full steam again. We finished the last deficit at around 1,700 calories where she was losing around a pound to two pounds a week at 1,700 calories. We worked her calories all the way back up to around 23 to 2,400 calories where she was maintaining her weight, her new low weight at... 2,400 calories every single day, and now we've just dropped calories back down to 2,000. And now she's losing as much weight at 2,000 calories every single week than she was when she was eating 1,700 calories every single week. That's because we were periodizing her nutrition. As we started to see her metabolism adapting, progress starting to slow down, we took her out of the deficit. We worked her calories back up. We got her metabolism running at full steam again. And once she started to feel 100% and she got motivated again to go back into another deficit phase, we drop calories back down and now she's losing weight at the same rate at a higher calorie level than she was when we ended the last diet. And that's how periodization works. And that's how I want you to think about how long I should stay in a deficit. Are you, if you're in deficit right now, how hungry are you on a scale of one to 10? If it's not that bad, you're probably okay. If you're getting really, really hungry every single day, it's not a very good sign. It means that you probably are getting closer to a point where you need a diet break, um, number two, where are your stress levels at? Is your life in a realistic place to be in a deficit? Is it super hard? Do you have a lot of family outings going on? Is just food stressing you out because you're never able to stay on track? Well, maybe it's not the best time for you to be in a deficit right now. If that is the case, if those aren't the case, probably an okay time to be in a deficit. Are you having a hard time seeing progress at the same calories that at one time you were dropping weight on and now you're not dropping weight at those same calories? That's a decent sign that the metabolism is adapting, so you either have to keep dropping calories, or maybe it's a good idea to go through a reverse diet for a while to give your metabolism the chance to recover so that you can come back to where you're at now and continue losing weight at a little bit faster of a rate again. These are all things that you want to consider. How is your sleep? Is sleep going okay? How is your training? Are you still motivated to train? Is training getting harder? Are you really fatigued from your training? Is it hard to recover? Are you always super sore um, compared and you're doing the same workouts as you were before when you weren't as sore? All of these things come into effect and depend on how long you should stay in a deficit. As everything gets worse and you're just starting to feel like shit overall, then it's probably a good idea to come out of a deficit for a while, regardless if you've reached your goal or not, to give your body the chance to recover, and then you can go back into the deficit later if that's something that you want to do. So this is definitely a different way to think about your nutrition and a different way to think about fat loss, but it's truly individualizing the approach and the program to you and how your body is responding. Everybody gets so tied in when it comes to nutrition to thinking about, oh, I've got to be to this weight in this amount of time or else it's a failure. No. You need to listen to your body and listen to what it's telling you and take that journey. If you'll listen to what it's saying and you'll adjust accordingly, you're going to be able to create a result that is long-term and is actual sustainable in your situation. But if you just try to push, 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 and then you end up running yourself into the ground, you run your metabolism into the ground, you run your hormones into the ground, you're super tired, you're super exhausted. Well, you're going to get to a point where you're frustrated and you say, screw this. And then you just say whatever, and you go eat whatever you want and you stop training and you put all your weight back on. But if you listen to your body, take the approach a little bit slower, but with more knowledge, more education, and more of a patient's mindset. Well, now it might take a little bit longer, but you're going to be able to get where you're going. You're going to be able to stay healthy throughout the process. You're going to feel good about the process. You're going to know that you're going to get exactly where you want to go while keeping your metabolism in check too. So then it's a much more sustainable long-term result that you're creating because you're actually listening to your body instead of just listening to your mind that tells you that I need to weigh X amount in X amount of weeks or this is a failure. So when you flip that on a ten. You add a little bit of patience, you add some education, it can really help. And this is exactly what I do with all of my clients. We pay attention to how they're feeling, how motivated they are, what their body is telling us so that we can adjust accordingly to make sure whatever result we're creating is sustainable and for the long term for their body composition. So there's no more yo-yoing that's happening. There's no more quitting that's happening. There's no more unsustainable results. We're creating long-term sustainable results so that when they're done working with me, it's a result that they can go sustain on their own with all of the tools of calorie deficit phases, maintenance phases, surplus phases, different types of training protocols to make sure that you're pushing as much progress as possible through your training each and every week to actually get you to where you want to go. And you have the education now so you can go do this on your own forever. So you never need another fat loss program or a training program because you know how to do things for yourself to be 100% in control of your body composition. So hopefully that answers your question. That's a, a really long way to answer it, but I feel like that's the answer that you need to truly understand how long you should stay in a deficit. It's highly dependable on the individual, the situation, and how your biofeedback is coming back and whatnot um, to make the correct adjustments and to make sure you're actually getting to where you want to be with sustainable long-term strategies. So that is all that I have for you guys today. I really do appreciate you for tuning in. If you have questions, you can always use the link below. Go straight to my email address at... Any of those questions that you have, and I will answer them on a future Q&A. If you found value from this episode, I'd be super appreciative if you would take a screenshot, put it on your IG story, and tag me And I'll make sure to repost it and put it on my IG story as well if you do so, um, just to help more people to be able to see it. Or if you have a friend that you know could benefit from this show, um, they're struggling in their own journeys, just go ahead and send this to them. Text it to them. Email it to them. Anything to help them put something in their ear that's going to help them make a long-term sustainable result instead of going through the yo-yo phase of dieting and not actually getting where they want to be. So as I said, I appreciate you guys. Hopefully you have a great rest of your day and I'll talk with you soon.